This is week three. We're talking about the authority of the believer. Let's open our Bibles. I believe we want to jump off at Matthew. Matthew chapter 28. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. We've seen in the Genesis account that God's main purpose for man was that he would have dominion in the earth and that he would subdue it. Did you know, you know, the Garden of Eden was like the perfect place. Many times we feel like the perfect place is void of the enemy. But you know, the enemy was here. God, God knew the enemy was there, but see, the enemy was of no effect. He was not to be of any effect. In the same way that Satan, hey, he's seeking whom he may devour, but he is not, he is not ever to devour you as a child of God. But he's an outlaw. We'll talk about that a little bit. And he'll, he'll try to put sickness on you. He'll throw thoughts, try to get you to open doors because he can't kick the door of your life down and mess with you. You, gotta, you have to believe his lies and he's a deceiver. So now we see that God created man to have authority. Then we see in the Garden of Eden when man chose to violate what God set up they turned their authority over to Satan. Jesus now came and got everything back and more that, that Adam and Eve lost. And so now Jesus out of the tomb, we went over this last week, but this is what Jesus said after he had resurrected, before he went to heaven, he said this in Matthew 28, 18. It says, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, and he said this, all power, that's the Greek word, excusia. All power. Excusia means all delegated authority has been given unto me. Whereat? In heaven and in earth. So if Jesus has all the delegated power, all the authority in heaven and on earth, is it possible for Satan to have any authority? It's not possible unless God is a liar and the Bible is very clear that not only will God not lie, but Titus even tells us he's the God who cannot lie. And it says after that, he goes, now go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. And then he says, Amen. I love, God is such a faith God. Think about every, he says something and he goes, amen. Which means, so be it unto me. Isn't that cool? He operates just like he wants you to operate. So now, Jesus got all the authority back, and then he gave it to his church. So in other words, now, we as the body of Christ have all authority in heaven and on earth. You have, you have to renew your mind to that because that'll mess with any religious thinking. That'll mess with you if you have, uh, you know, if you don't have a righteousness consciousness, if you don't know who you are, if you have a sin consciousness at all and you're still beating yourself up for past things that Jesus completely paid for, you might go, well, wait a minute, I, you know, I'm just Tony. No, 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 you're not just, I'm not just Tony, right? No, I, my life has literally been tucked away with Jesus in my Father. I'm seated with him. We're going to talk about that today. You must know where you're seated right now, not going to be seated. We have been given authority. We said this last week. We've been given authority in the name of Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit. That is why in these days, in these final days, it is important that the Holy Spirit be a big part of your life. He wants you to know him. He wants you to know how to walk with him, right? We need to draw the Holy Spirit's counsel into our life. And you've heard me say this. You know, I'm a... I'm a 
gosh, I'm a formula guy. I love that stuff. Step one, step two, all this stuff. But, but being led by the Spirit of God is not a formula that you learn. You've heard me say this many times. It is a sensitivity that you maintain. And you can't maintain that sensitivity if you're walking in shame and guilt and condemnation, which there is none now that you're in Christ. So remember, if you're walking in shame, guilt, and condemnation, realize that that is, is, a, is an illusion that's in your unrenewed mind. It's a paper kingdom, and you could take the word of God and get it all out. Now, you don't get it out. The word will get it out. Isn't that cool? You don't have to do it. As a matter of fact, you can't do it. The word of God will do everything for you. Amen? Paul said this, I am. I am what I am. You could even translate it, I am who I am by the grace of God. It wasn't him. That's awesome. Hallelujah. So now in Colossians 1.13, it gives us a picture of what happened when we got saved. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. It says this, who hath delivered us? And this word delivered is, as we said last week, is in the aorist tense. Whenever you see something in the Greek aorist tense, you should get very excited. It means that this action that was spoken of, he delivered us. And he said he hath delivered us. That means that's past tense. So when did this happen? This happened probably in a, anywhere from A.D. 30 to A.D. 32. So that's a long time from now, right? Way before you were ever born, he delivered you. The aorist tense means that that work that happened of delivering you and I is viewed as complete. It's viewed as a one-time action. Jesus is not going to the cross to deliver you. He doesn't have to. He's already delivered all mankind, and, and what happens is when a person receives Jesus, they receive that deliverance. They walk in it. And it's the Greek word, this word delivered is the Greek word ruomai. So this is important because it means it's a once and for all action. In other words, you could read this, who hath, past tense, once and for all delivered us. So if you have been delivered, are you in bondage right now? No, you're not. Now, Satan doesn't want you to know that, and he'll come to you with, he'll come to you with, with, a, with a medical report that can show you the tumor, that can show you the cancer cell, that can show you your blood sugar's way out of control. You can feel arthritis. You can see lack in your life, and he will scream in your mind, see this is not your life. This thing about, oh, you've been delivered. No, 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 no. Look at how you feel. Look at the way it looks. Look at what you're going through. But God says, nope, I have once and for all delivered you. So this is the cool thing. As you, as you choose to believe that, and then you meditate on the words of God. The word of God will renew and renovate your thinking to where all of a sudden, when the light of that goes off in you, you're like, wait a minute, I'm delivered. And then, you'll, and then what happens as a byproduct is you will stand up and go, wait a minute, Satan, hold on a second. I'm delivered. You cannot put this sickness on my body. You can't bring poverty and lack into my life. You can't have my family and my children, right? It doesn't matter if you've messed it all up. That, that, that's not an issue. Jesus delivered you once and for all. And now if you'll stand up in the authority, see, in, a, in order to walk in authority, you've got to know the boundaries of that. And the word of God tells us you're never to be bound because you have been delivered. And you are not going to be free. You might not feel free today, but you're free if you know Christ. Completely free. Wow. He didn't set you free. He made you free. See, the way it works is he made you free. So now you believe his word and speak his word, and his word will set you free. 
right? Whatever, you, you got to go out. You, you can't be bound anymore. And it says here, he once and for all delivered us, it says from. But it's the Greek word ek. So if you literally read this, he once and for all has delivered me out of what? The power. This is the Greek word authority. He delivered me from the authority of darkness. The kingdom of darkness has no power over you. Oh, how Satan hates this kind of teaching. And to that we say, whatever. Right? We don't say get over it because we we, he, he won't ever get over it. Right? We just say whatever. Deal with it as best as you can. This guy is a pre-Adamic loser. He's always lost in the world right now. Even after all that he was kicked out of heaven, before Adam and Eve, then he lost with them. You know, when Jesus came, just completely destroyed everything, he still keeps coming. Right now, he thinks he's winning in the earth. Right? He's got this plan. Oh, man, I'm going to have this world leader and all this technology. We're going to have this one world government, and I'm going to control and tyranny, and we are going to rid the world of Jesus Christ. Read the book of Revelations. It's hilarious. Every time he turns around, God punches him in the face. Bam! He turns around. Well, I'm going to do this. Bam! He sits in the temple. I'm God. Bam! Then the next thing you know, a third of the earth is dying. His kingdom is a mess. I love the book of Revelation because it's, bo- it's not a revelation of the Antichrist. You almost feel sorry for him if you really know it, if you could rightly divide, but not, not quite, right? You're victorious. You've been delivered from the power of darkness, and then you were translated or transferred. That means you were removed from under the tyranny of Satan, and you were put someplace else. You were moved into the kingdom of God. I love this. Into the kingdom of his dear son. In other words, I've been totally removed from the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of God's dear son. So now I live in the earth system, but I live in the earth in the kingdom. So although the economy of the earth might go up and down, the economy of heaven never goes down. It always just increases. But how are you going to live that way? You're going to have to take your authority, right? So this is what we do. The literal, if you wanted to read this literally, the Tony Finley taken from the Greek language literal, who hath... Once and for all, totally, that's a Southern California thing, delivered us and removed us out from the authority of the kingdom of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now, if you want, if you would put up the amplified classic of this verse, I love the way it's written. We're going to look at a lot of the amplified classic today because I want this amplified in your life. It says here, the Father has delivered us. Isn't that awesome? And drawn us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. See, I love this because he not only just took me out of the the kingdom of darkness and put me into the kingdom of his dear Son, how he did that is he drew me to himself. God loves you today. Right? I love that. So now let's jump back. We talked a little bit about Ephesians chapter 1. This Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15 through about chapter 2 verse 6 really paints a picture that we want to paint today and then we, then we can build on this as we go on. Oh, this is not going to be a halfway series. God wants you to know. He wants, he wants and, and there will be, be a grace to help you walk in this. 
He wants you to get Satan out of every arena of your life, out of your body, out of your family, out of your career. He wants, he wants you to succeed in this life on the God level. He makes a way, that means he makes a way where there is no way. That means all things are possible, right? So this is, this is important. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. We kind of went through this a little bit last week. Verse 15, and then we're going to keep going today, but we want to go back and read it from the beginning. Verse 15 of Ephesians 1. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints... You'll never get away from this. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Who was this prayed for? All believers? Nope. The believers that Paul heard of their faith and heard of their love for each other. For all the saints, not just the saints at Faith Family Church, for the saints at the Episcopal Church down the street, for the saints at the Catholic Church down the street, right? I don't know how a, a person could be born again. My family was Catholic and pray to Mary and, and do a lot of the stuff that they do, but man, I've met some Catholic people that are born again, that love God with all their heart. Tongue talkers, man. You know, it's just awesome. All over this city, all over this state, all over this country in this world, believers. We have love for all the saints, right? We don't put down churches. We thank God for them. Amen? Amen. He said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God, now here's the prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Every answer in your life, in every specific arena of your life, will be answered as you gain revelation knowledge of him. Everything. That's how come sometimes you get a little frustrated. God, I need to know what to do. You know, do I, do I go here? Do I move here? Or do I move here? Do I buy this house? Or do I buy this house? And God, if you're buying a house in, in Omaha, you got to tell me quick, because they sell in a day, right? <laughs> do, I, do I do this? Do I do that? You know, all the way down, do I marry this person? Do I even start dating this person? What do I do? How do I, what do I say? All of these things. Every one of them, when, when, you, when you get a little stressed and you just need God, you know, God, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling some pressure here. I need to know what to do, right? It's all found in knowing him. So many times he'll be like, okay. He's answering your prayer. He's like, okay, come here, Tony. I, I, want, I want to spend some time with you. Come here, come sit on my lap. I need to talk to you, right? And what does he talk to you about? He talks to you about him. Why? Because he knows your answer is always found in him. So in other words, the most important thing for a child of God, boy, this needs to be preached every Sunday. Unfortunately, it's not yet. This needs to be told. The most important thing that a child of God needs is the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And that does not come by you being smart enough by you just being who you are. It, no, no, it, it only comes that the God of our Lord Jesus would give it to you. So in other words, how do you receive that? Through faith, right? Without having the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, this is what'll happen. You'll get distracted by the things of your life. When you have a revelation knowledge of who God the Father is and who Jesus is and who the Holy Spirit is, it will encompass, it, it will literally, it, it'll just, it, it causes you to be fixed on him because it's amazing. He's bigger, he's greater, he's more glorious, he's more irresistible than any situation in your life. And you'll get in a life and death situation and you'll laugh at it. 
because you're just walking in a revelation. Why is the body of Christ not there? Because they're distracted by the things in their life. And you could try to get the distractions, try to deal and manage with your distractions. Good luck with that, right? Good luck with those 50 emails you get tomorrow. You know, then you got this and that. And, you know, I mean, it's just amazing how you could waste your life, right? And you could be so distracted by everything. You'll get up minding your own business and your ankle will be bothering you. And when that stops, man, then you'll have a pain in your knee. Also, without having a revelation, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, you're going to, be start, you're going to start doing this. Not only will you be distracted, but then you'll start picking and choosing what part of this you want to live. <laughs> and, and, and let me just tell you, now this will frustrate your flesh, but just you got to love me. This is not multiple choice. If you want to make it multiple choice, it's okay. This is, this is A. And then if you're looking for any other numbers on that answer, there is no other. Either this is first or it's not. Right? And, and what happens is when you get distracted, see, the minute, the minute you start, the minute I'm, if I'm looking at Jesus, man, I, I, it helps me stay clear of distraction and I stay submitted to his word. But the minute I start looking at anything else, the pain in my body, the lack of finances, situations going on in my life or in the lives of my children or family, the minute I start looking here, I'm not kind of here and kind of here. Nope, I go from here to this is in faith, this is no faith. Satan knows this. Satan, he really doesn't care about you. He just wants to separate you from your faith. He wants you to get your eyes off Jesus and get your eyes on what he's doing. That's what he's, he's all about him. Right? He's all about him. So now, see, saying no to God, the minute you say no to God in an area of your life, it brings darkness that will start to affect everything. It brings darkness into your life. In other words, you have a blind spot. How would you like to go into a boxing ring and all of a sudden you have a blind spot? That would, that would hinder things. God doesn't want you to have any blind spots. He wants you to see everything clearly. Right? Every good, James tells us, every good and perfect gift comes from above. It comes from the Father of lights. And then it talks about who he is. In whom is no variableness. There's no variableness in God. That means what he's done for one, he will do for all. Or I should say it correctly, what he's done for one, he has already done it for everyone. Right? Don't ever look and go, man, you know, if you're ever, if you're ever facing something, it's hilarious. You know, you're facing a back issue. You'll run into 20 Christians that got, their back got healed. And you're like... Don't ever look like that because what he's done for one, he's done for all. But then it goes on, it says, neither is there a shadow of turning in him. There is no shadow. He's full of light. Causes you to see things as they really are. Hallelujah. So what do we do? I said this last week. Father, I'm coming to you. Grant me the spirit of wisdom. Right? Right? Now, is it his will? Well, yes, it's his will. He says he wants you to have it. Grant me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Father, right now, I receive that through faith. Thank you for it. And then what do you do? Do you go to him five minutes later? Father, seriously, you got to grant me the spirit of wisdom. No, 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 no. Nope. The Bible says if you ask anything according to his will, he hears you. And if you know that he hears you, you know that you have what you've asked him for. So now after that, you walk around. Whenever it comes up, Father, I thank you that I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Father, I thank you. You come to a situation. Father, I thank you that I'm gonna, I will always hear your voice. I'll always know what to do. Another voice I'll never follow. Your mind will go, what are you talking about? 
Don't worry about that. Your flesh is crazy. Just like mine, all of our flesh is crazy. Right? We could have a testimony service about some of the crazy things we've done in our flesh. As Christians, it would not be uplifting. Maybe some of us might feel a little better. Wow, you know, that's, I feel a little better. No, 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 no. But we thank him after that, right? I wonder what would happen to you in your life and in my life if we started saying that. That's just coming out of our heart. Father, I thank you. Yeah, a thought hits your mind. Man, I don't know what to do here. Father, I thank you that you have already given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. So, so very important. Hallelujah. So, now, it says this. Because of verse 17, okay, the byproduct of of getting the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, it will produce verses 18 and 19 in your life. You don't produce it. The word produces it. Never forget the parable of the sower. The word is what does the work. Amen? Revelation, and, and as we go into this, realize this. Revelation knowledge, as you peer into the word of God, it brings you spiritual understanding. You don't just get that automatically. Paul had prayed this prayer consistently for believers, which means you can be a believer and not have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, right? This is not an automatic thing. But see, God wants you to walk in spiritual understanding, and that only comes as a byproduct of revelation knowledge of his word, which only comes from the Holy Spirit. He is the revealer. So if you're in your life and you're sitting under teaching that is is saying, well, you know, all that Holy Spirit stuff was done away with, don't run. You'll never hear it from this pulpit. If we have a guest minister that stands up and says that, you'll you'll just see him. He'll be tackled by me. (laughs) Drug out. Don't listen to that. Sorry, no, I wouldn't do that. I'd be very gracious. I'd walk up and say, thank you so much for ministering today. Can you have a seat? And I'd say, okay, church, don't listen to that. Why? Because it's deadly. Right? Because people are putting God in a box based on their experience. And they're trying to live in this world without the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't, right? You just can't do it. Verse 18, let's look at the benefits here. What what does verse 17 produce? What does the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him produce? Number one, the eyes of your understanding. You could say this, the eyes of your spirit which will affect the eyes of your soul, or you could say it this way, the eyes of your spirit and soul will be enlightened. Now, it'll always start in the spirit. When your spirit is enlightened, it communicates the word of God and spiritual understanding to your mind, will, and emotions, and it, and it, and it renovates your mind. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened... It's the Greek word photizo. It literally means illuminated. It, 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 it could be translated is filled with light. The, I, I mean, have you ever had your spirit man filled with light? Have you ever had that communicated to your soul and all of a sudden you're just going, wow, I am more than a conqueror through Christ. This is going to work out. Wait a minute, I am the healed. That's the photizo. See, faith is not hard. If you run into a brother or sister that's going, you know, right? Pastor Torian walks up to me. How you doing, Pastor? You know, brother, I am just, I'm just, I mean, it's hard, but I'm just believing God. Torian's like, oh, that's awesome, awesome. And then, can you excuse me for a second? And then Pastor Torian walks away going, Father, help him. Because I'm not in faith there. Faith is not hard. Faith is a rest. If if it's hard, it's not faith. Now, what is the fight of faith? Are we fighting Satan? Nope. You're fighting your flesh to stay at rest. 
So that's why, how do you do that? How do you fight your flesh? You walk in revelation knowledge. You submit to the word of God. You meditate in it. You put it first place. And you thank God that he's given you the spirit of knowledge, right? Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. It says here, benefit number one, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, what will that cause? That you may know the hope of his calling. That is God's specific plan for every arena of your life. See, God's got a plan for all of us together as a church family. But God has a specific plan for you. Because, you know, you may be here for a season, and then God may lead you to move away and go somewhere else or do whatever. But, you see, you got to know. And notice it says the hope of his calling. The word hope means a confident, joyous expectation. That means every Christian who walks in this will be excited for their future. Because I, I have an excitement and I know God is going to bring to pass everything he's placed in my life and in my heart. And what God has you do, man, he gives you the desires of your heart. You know, I grew up in a church that said, man, you know, if you don't want to live in a jungle, just don't ever tell God, you know, don't ever tell him, man, I'm not willing. I'm just not willing to go to the Darien jungle and be a missionary because he'll make you. No, it doesn't work like that. No, no. It was hilarious. When I was at Ramah, there was this beautiful young girl. Man, every time she'd come to school, she looked like a supermodel. Clothes perfect, hair perfect, nails perfect, everything perfect. They had this missions trip. Like to a third world country where you're going to kind of live in some, you know, you're not taking nail polish on this one, right? <laughs> and, and so the Lord told her to go. Now, I, didn't, I found this out later when she stood up after she came back. And they, had, they brought her up at Rooker, you know, where the whole student body's there to give a testimony of her missions trip. And she talked about it. She's like, when the Lord put that on my heart, I'm like, there is no way. I can't stand camping. I, I, if I go to a restaurant and it's dirty at all, I don't even want to go there. My, my heaven is shopping and, and all this stuff. I work so that I could spend money on looking good. You know, I mean, she, she was hilarious. But she said it wouldn't go away, so she decided to go. And she's like, oh, this is going to be the worst two weeks of my life. Right? No showers, no, you know, no shampoo, just roughing it. And she came back with tears in her eyes. She goes, I fell in love with this. She said, I, I know now I'm called to be a missionary in a third world country. And we're all looking at her going, <laughs> but that's the way it works. That's the way it works. See, why are we saying this? It says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened so that you would know the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You need to know not only what you're called to, but that you have such a rich inheritance that you will always have more than enough to do whatever God's called you to do. That you'll do it and never know lack. Your family will never know lack as you follow God's plan for your life. But you're going to have to take your authority, otherwise Satan will... I mean, Satan would love to dry up the finances of this church and every church. He would love to do it. Made a big move in 2020 when churches were not meeting. Right? But I'm telling you, God will increase you beyond. Right? So here's the thing. Let me read this to you in the Amplified Classic again. It says this, By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. God has a future for you. And how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones. Now, there is no greater hope of your calling than this. This is number one 
in God's future for you, specific plan for your life, it's your authority in Christ. You need to know as you're walking, no man will ever be able to stop you. You know, I've, I've dealt with pastors. Man, half my church left. I just had a church split. Excuse me, what is that? Church split. Can you say that again? Well, it's a church split. Half of my church left. I'm like, okay, time out. What, what is a church split? And after a while, the person's going, Tony, what? what is your problem? It's a church split. It's not fun. I'm like, what, where is that in the Bible? What? Yeah, where, where is that in the Bible? So, yeah, half of your church left. Okay, great. What does that have to do with the call of God on your life? What does that have to do with the word of God that says he'll bless you? So half your church left. This is what you do. Don't get upset. Say, listen, love you guys. Thank you for being here for the season. You're always welcome to come back. Bless you. Because my Bible says Jesus is in charge of increase. He's the head. But if I get bitter, oh, woe is me. No. I mean, Jesus had a bunch of people leave. How did he deal with that scenario? He, looked, he went and he called his main leaders in and said, hey, guys, you know, uh, you know a lot of people left when I started talking about how they had, they had to eat my body and drink my blood. They kind of tilted them a little bit. They didn't really hear and understand what I was saying. But are you guys going to leave too? And then, then Peter looks at him and goes, oh, Lord, where, where would we go? You alone have words of life, right? So see, we're not moved by anything. There's no, greater, there's no greater hope of your calling than your authority in Christ because it's going to take the authority that you've been given in Christ to walk it all out. You cannot live up to the potential that God has given you. In other words, you can't live up to your potential in Christ and do the works of Jesus without knowing your authority. So now verse 19 Another benefit. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? This is, this is the word dunamis. It literally means ability. Now this word is crazy because in the Greek language there's four words for power. And it has every word for power in this one verse. It's, it's, it's incredible to break it down. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? This one is dunamis. This is power or, or, or stored power and ability that is released. It's a Holy Spirit word. The power to usward who believe. Every time you believe the word of God, there is dunamis power that is being released to you to believe the word of God. That's why, see, this is the thing if you stand here and you wait and do nothing and are distracted, you won't sense it. But when you really choose to believe it to the point, see, you know when you choose chosen to believe something because you're willing to act on it. But here's the thing. The minute you start acting, dunamis power is there. It's right there for you every time. To us word who believe according to the working. This is another Greek word that means an outward display of power. According to the outward display of power. Now here we go again. Of his mighty power. Mighty. That's kratos. That's God's ruling power. So you've got ability. Right? You have an outward display of power. Now you've got ruling, kratos, mighty, power. And then the last word power is iscus. This is endowed power. I love that one. This is, see, things, when you become a king, you're endowed with things. And God says, I want to endow you with my power. This is awesome. Power someone would have if they took over the throne of a king. Jesus is the king of kings. Now you might just think you're you, but you're a lot more than you. The Amplified Classic version of this verse says, 
and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in us and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. I love that. Verse 20, which he wrought in Christ. This word wrought means he brought it about, which he accomplished in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So this power that you will now be able to see because you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, it literally now, it's, you'll understand that this power is the, exactly the same power that literally what happened, it raised Jesus from the dead, so it literally healed his body of everything that he went through, it gave him life, he was born again, brand new, came out of the grave, and it, this power not only brought him out of the grave, but it literally brought all of us out of the grave. The Bible says we were crucified with him, we were raised with him, we were, were, we were buried with him in bapti baptism is the way it says it, and we were raised to newness of life. When? Almost 2,000 years ago, this immeasurable, great power of God raised Jesus, raised us, and caused Jesus and us to be seated with him in heavenly places. And that same power is pointed at you every time you choose to believe the word of God. Oh, I just need stronger faith. No, you don't. No, no, you just need a revelation of what that power is that's pointed at you when you believe. Man, and that's what grows your faith. That's what grows your faith. I love that which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. These heavenly places, far above. This word far above means so far that it should not be compared. Satan, yes, he's under your feet. Way, way, way under your feet. You know, we talk about stomping on the devil. Yeah, you can't really do that. Jesus already did it. You're so far above Satan now. You're just like, hey, you're bound. Can you hear me? Right? No, don't answer that. You always lie. I know you could hear me, right? <laughs> far above all principality, all power. Now, what does all mean? All. All, all principality, all power. When did this happen? This is something that happened in the past. And the moment you said, Jesus, you're my Lord, and you were born again, you were now, it all took place instantly, transferred into the kingdom of God, seated with him in heavenly places. It was done for you, and now it just took fruition in your life. And all hell went, oh boy. My only chance is to make sure that they stay ignorant. Right? Right? I love this. Far above all principality, power, might, far above all dominion. The enemy's dominion is far below you. You have been given all dominion. His dominion, you know what it is? It's just a paper kingdom. It's not really dominion. It's, it's fake. It's false. It's deception. It's intimidation. Right? Have you ever played football with somebody and man, you hit them and it was like hitting a wall and you could look at their eyes and they're not intimidated. <laughs> that is not a good night. Right? When, when you're going up and this guy just slaps, the, slaps your shot back in your face and looks at you. And when the ball bounces off you, he grabs it and hands it to you. <laughs> right? You're just like, oh man, this is not going to be fun. Right? <laughs> Satan 
I'm telling you, you stand in Christ, he's intimidated. But how do you stand in Christ? Number one, you have to submit yourself to the Lord. Then you resist him with the word of God, and he flees like he's in terror. Right? Why? Because you're in Christ. It's exactly as if Jesus... Oh, not, oh let, me, let me even go deeper. You've been tucked away with Christ in God. So now it's like God is going, Satan? And, and say, it brings back a memory that he doesn't like, right? Deal with demonic stuff. I love the story that Brother Hagen told one time. This demon was messing with him, and then, he, then, then when he spoke to it, it fell on the floor like it was scared to death. Everything assigned against you is scared. Satan only works in fear. If there's no environment of fear, he can't work. All of these principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, I mean, do you think? How did they follow Satan? How do they listen to him? It's fear. It's intimidation, and it never will work. So don't be, don't be fearful. Don't be intimidated by anything that's going on in the world. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it's not going to come near you. We have to know that. It says here, dominion and every name that is named. Boy, I get excited about that. I'm seated far above every name that is named. Do you know every sickness and every disease has a name? But then it goes on to say, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So now I need to read these verses Hallelujah. I think I might need to read all of them. Yeah. So let me do this. Amplified Classic. I want to read this to you in the Amplified Classic. Let me find it here. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1. I'm just going to start in verse 15. Why not, right? All right, here we go. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus... And your love towards all the saints, the people of God, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets, and in the deep and intimate knowledge of him." By having your eyes, uh, the eyes of your under, or I'm sorry, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light, so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you, and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set apart ones, and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. Wow. Which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in, heavenly, in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world which are to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church, a headship exercised throughout the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that who fills all in all, for in that body lives the full measure of him who makes everything complete and who fills everything everywhere in himself. The church in this world has the full measure of all that Jesus is. 
Is that amazing? We have that. Satan, get him out of every nook and cranny of your life. Don't, you just stand. Yeah, but I've been standing for a while. Who cares? You stand until he moves. Right? And we stand together. Don't let the enemy steal your vision. Man, I'm telling you, there, is, there are things, when I pray for you guys, I know the things that come up. They're so big, I can't even, I don't even know how to speak them in English. I have to just pray in the Spirit. Don't let Satan ever affect your vision or your purpose. So very, very important. Chapter 2, verse 1. Now we break this down by chapter and verse. But chapter 2, verse 1 is a continuation of what Paul is saying. Chapter 2, verse 1. Hallelujah. Can I even go there? Hmm. You know, let's just see. I'll, I'll take a couple minutes here. It says, and you. See, he talked about everything that God did for Jesus, but now look at this. And you hath he quickened, or hath he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. This is literally what it says. And you hath he made alive, who being continually dead in trespasses and sins. You were locked into spiritual death, could not break out of it, so forget being religious. You can't be good enough to ever get locked out of this. The only reason why we got out is because we believed God. So, and you, see, when, when this, this verse, these two words, and you, what this is doing, Paul is continuing his thought about Christ being raised from the dead and given all power. We are connected to the same power that was displayed in Jesus. The same. You and I are connected to that. I'm telling you, that could change your life. The same power is displayed for us, in us, and through us. We all share in Christ's victory and his authority. Verse 2, where in times past, in other words, before we were born again, you walked, this, this word walked in the Greek means you walked like this. You walked in a circle. You couldn't break out of it. This is the way the world, all the people that don't know God, they're just walking like this. They think they're increasing when their bank accounts increase, they get promotion, but they're not increasing. Notice, you know what happens to you when you walk in a circle? You start getting dizzy, right? Man, I'm telling you, the world is hurting. They go from one bondage to another, and there's no hope. With us, we have hope. They walk how? In a circle, according to the course of this world, this means the specific period of time and a specific mode of action and behavior. The world, people that don't know God, they think they're living and doing their own thing. They're not. The world system is dictating everything. The, the, all the, their flesh, the blindness of everything that Satan does in their life, they think they're living. Like, I, I don't want to accept Christ because, man, I, you know, I want to live for myself. Guess what? There's not one person on the planet who has ever lived for themselves. Not one. And they live according to the prince of the power of the air. This is the air below the mountains. This is Satan. They live according to this prince. I mean, you have people that are watching the world system in all of its fullness in our media. There's people that are afraid to drive. There's people that are afraid to do anything. Why is it real? Yes, it's, it's, it's a real blindness. They're living according to the world system. When, the, when, when investments go down, they're like, what are we going to do? When, in, when things go up, oh, okay, I get a little, maybe it's going to be okay. But no, that's not how you're to live. The world system will always steal, kill, and destroy. Think about the people that are wealthy. You look at their life, and they look like they have everything the world could offer. But even if nothing bad ever happens to them, in a vapor, they're going to be lost for all eternity. 
according to this world system. Why am I so passionate about this? Because we are his hands and we are his voice and his feet and we got to stop being distracted. We got to stop saying no to the word. God came to give us life. He didn't come to put us under bondage, but Satan will put you under bondage. I don't know about you. I don't want anybody to go through this tribulation period. The only thing holding the Antichrist back from coming to pass, the Bible says, is the church. That, that the people that know their authority, it's amazing. The spirit, this is the spirit of Satan, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. People that know God, don't know God, this is the thing. Well, you know, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm still thinking about whether to give myself to the Lord or not. Okay, but this is their spirit. It's a spirit. They're children of disobedience. This word disobedience means they are choosing to be unpersuadable. Well, you know, I'm an atheist. Okay, well, we'll forgive you for being stupid, but you're still being unpersuadable. It's amazing how atheists just hate God. Time out. You're an atheist. God, does, why are you mad at somebody who doesn't exist? That's how crazy this stuff is. Right? They're unbelieving and they walk in unbelief. See the CEV version. It says it this way. You followed the ways of this world and obeyed the devil. He rules the world and his spirit has power over everyone who doesn't obey God. In other words, God came to us when he found us walking under the influence of the devil. See, people who don't know God, they think they're living their own way, but they're living under the influence of Satan. They're bound by habits and desires that they can't break on their own. They can go to psychologists and they can become part of programs that can help them deal with things. And, and it's amazing how people can walk free of certain things, but they're not, they're, they're not free. It, they're just, they've learned to cope with this, but there's 10 other bondages, right? I mean, you, you cope, like for me, man, you know, I grew up in an alcoholic home. You couldn't force me to have a drink of alcohol. I just, I saw what it did, and for me, I didn't want any part of it. But I was bound in worthlessness as a child of God. What's worse? They're both bad. They will both kill you, right? We have the message, God's saying, come to me, and I'll make you free. You won't have to, you won't have to be taught just how to cope so that's why we bring the freedom of Christ into these things. Yeah, if you need to go to a psychologist, become part of a group, make sure they know the Lord, but fight the root, get born again, give your life to Christ, you'll walk completely free. Completely free. To the point where you'll look at, you'll look at the way you lived and you'll go, wow, who was that? I know it was me, but it really wasn't me. And, and you, then, then you figure out, you know, that's right. It wasn't you. It was our nature to live in sin, bound to live in pride and selfishness. The spiritually dead human spirit still functions, but here's the thing. It functions independent of God. And this is why, see, God gave us his life. Isn't that amazing? So see, if you'll notice that people who don't know God, man, they could still look really pretty and handsome and they could even laugh and smile. And they're living, but they're living dead people. They're living independent of God. God made man to live one with him. So this is why we teach the word, because if we as Christians who have the life of God in us, if we don't learn these things and let the word do its work in our life and the power of the Holy Spirit, we will live, even though we are like this on the inside, we'll still live independent. And there's no life in it. So that's why, this is why we believe, man, there's a great awakening. 
people are realizing, wow, I'm awakening to righteousness. I know who I am. And God will come and restore everything that I've messed up, everything other people have done to me. God wants to hold you up to the world and show the world Jesus through your life. Because you can't and I can't give anything I don't have. I can't take you to a place that I have not been. Right? It's amazing. We have some good news, don't we?